Hey, everybody. Tonight we have with us Kenny W. Irish, the crypto punkologist. He is an author, hardcore punk musician, marketing sales professional, overall passion for cryptids, Bigfoot research. Uh, this really been looking forward to the show. I'm talking with us, and this is going to be an exciting conversation. Kenny W. Irish is next. Welcome to the Three Beards Podcast. My name's Craig, along with Austin and Chris. Passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century. Let me out. everybody at this time i would like to welcome to the show kenny w irish how are you sir i'm fantastic how you doing my friend good hey thanks for thanks again for being on the show man this is a really we're talking a little bit off there and I've, I've been really looking forward to this awesome yeah yeah me as well and and don't mind me i'm just still uh sharing sharing it right oh no now, hey, so. we're, we're not gonna th- you know don't threaten us with a good time i mean please yeah. <laughs> yeah. So i never would and here, like, I'm going to bring this up here, everybody. Uh, we're having him on not only to talk about cryptids and Bigfoot um, with his show, it, the New York Bigfoot Society. Um, we're also um, having him. He has a new book out, American Cryptids in Pursuit of the Elusive Creatures, uh, available. Um, you can get linked through his his site right here, Kenny. You know, kwirish.com. You can go there. It's it links to everything. His Facebook page, his New York Bigfoot Society, all all the events. Go there. You, Amazon, highly highly rated book. Um, this fantastic fantastic book by all reviews that have gone over here. I mean, we're we're talking high, highly reviewed too. I mean, there's some that you you get just a couple. I mean, I think if I remember right, this one already has like I want to say like thirty some reviews. Yeah, like or, uh, thirty-eight. Was, yeah, thirty-eight, which is which is amazing. So this one just covers everything from Sasquatch, Mothman, um, Champ the Lake, Champlain Monster. Uh, kind of tease those in our promo for this, but so every little link there. But at this, so we're gonna just talk. After we're, we're just gonna get kind of right into the thing with with one. What what got you to this? To the point, not only just you know through the search, but to call yourself the crypto, you know, crypto punkologist. Yeah, uh, were you given that name, or was that something that you know just kind of fit? 
Yeah, that was definitely um, a name that was, it, it kind of came out of a conversation. It was given to me. Um, usually my, my hair's a lot shorter. Well, well, let me, let me go, go back. Um, I started playing the guitar when I was like 15 and, um, like I was like, I loved hair bands and stuff like that, you know, like, like Motley Crue and everything. And then one of my friends, like, you know, handed over to me, uh, this like mixtape. He's like, Hey, I stole this from my older brother. Check this out. I'm like, all right. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I brought it home and it had like the misfits on it. It had minor threat on it. It had all these like amazing bands on it. I was like, wow, you gotta be kidding me. I didn't even know this music existed. Um, and then from there, you know, um, cause you know, punk, you know, kind of turned into hardcore. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, kind of a combination. And, uh, so <clears throat> I started playing, you know, in, in a bunch of punk and hardcore bands. I just love music. Um, it's just something that I've just, it's, it's just a, a huge passion for me. And, uh, um, so, cryptids are also a huge passion for me as well. Um, I, I grew up in Northern Vermont and uh, near Lake Champlain. And at the age, I believe of like four years old, somebody had mentioned to me about champ Lake Champlain monster and being a Godzilla fan at the time, I was just like completely blown away. So ever since then, I've just been really, really like into monsters and cryptids and, and, and folklore and legend. And that's where um, it, everything kind of came together. It was probably about a year and a half ago. I was talking with the founder of the group, the New York Bigfoot society that I'm with. His name's Gary Robusto. Awesome guy. And he, um, um, you know, was commenting on my hair and, uh, um, cause you know, it, it was shorter and it, you know, it used to be in like a Mohawk and, uh, mm -hmm. um, and he's like, wow, he's like, you're like the crypto punk. He's like the crypto punkologist. Yeah, and I'm like, see, I work in like sales and marketing, like, you know, for like my day job and like leadership. And I was just like, that's like marketing gold right there. I'm just like, oh, you know, yeah. who's, who's going to not, who's going to hear that and then forget that. And that was the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, just, I, I was, I was like, wow, you know, that's really going to kind of stick out because I mean, you've got the greats out there, like the Lauren Coleman's, the Ken Gerhards, the Lyle Blackburn's Burns. Um, and, and, and I'm just like, you know, I'm only like half of what they are when it comes to this subject. So, um, so we, you know, I'm like, all right, yeah, let's put the two passions together. So it feels good because a lot of the time, you know, people will be doing one thing. Um, they'll have a couple passions, but they'll really only have time for, for one. Um, and, you know, putting them together, even when I'm doing one, not the other, I still kind of feel like, you know, I'm still part of the other passion. So it's, it's just been, it's just been really, really good. And it, it's been fun too. You know, it's a conversation starter. A lot of people like to ask me you know, about it and what it means. And, uh, um, but yeah, I definitely didn't give it, give it to myself. It was given to me, but, uh, I took it and ran with it. Well, it's good. Cause you can't self gloss. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know yourself. too many. I know too many people that have done that. I'm just like, you can't, you can't do that. It I'm not calling it. It doesn't work. It's always like, you always have this space. Like I'm the machine. You're like, how'd you get that? Well, I, I just, I feel like I that. Just, I'm a machine. So I I like that, that doesn't work. <laughs> well, I remember um, it was back in, I'd say maybe the, I don't know, mid to, to late nineties. Uh, I don't know, for some reason, like the Tasmanian devil became popular for like a, like, like, like a year. And like all these like people I knew all of a sudden started calling themselves Taz. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was just like, I was like, no, you can't do that. Like, I had a friend. He's, he's like, no, just start calling me. I'm like, no, it doesn't work nope. like that. We give you your nickname. So, <laughs> well, I, and I don't know if you watch the show, um, any of our shows or not, but Austin, who's right below you on the screen, uh -huh. um, I, I nicknamed uh -oh. Ginger Squatch. Oh, 
Okay. Because nice. he's always talk. He's always talking about. He'll hear something in the woods. I'm like, yeah, it's probably the other hunters seeing that. And over there, they look over and there's a ginger squatch walking through the woods. <laughs> and so it's so it's kind of like Viking and ginger squatch kind of stuck with them, you know. And just and we're still we, we really working because it work because me and Craig are the same height and the same we're beards. And he was like. You're from the mountains. You're a mountain man. You're a Viking. I was like, hey, I'll take it. Hey, I like it. <laughs> everybody, everybody needs a nickname. Everybody has to have. There's, there's got to be a nickname, and uh, it just, it, it can't. I mean, you know, the the big guys are always called tiny. You know, the little guys are always called big guy. You know, it, it just, you know, everybody's just, everybody's got to have a nickname. Yeah, we're trying to f- find a better one for Chris, but right now it's Etch a Sketch. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll say something to him. And he's like. Who's coming on again? You're like, seriously, I just told you. I mean, did you shake your head and it's gone? <laughs> it's, it, I, that's like, that's beautiful right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's where we go. So I agree completely. Can't, can't self gloss. No. One, I, of our, um, one of our good um, friends of the show wants to know if April, what's your favorite crypto? She took my question. Go ahead. April. <laughs> Chris wants what? to know what's your favorite cryptid. <laughs> My favorite cryptid. Um, you know, a lot of people see me as like like a Bigfoot guy, and I think it's mainly because of the um, the group that I'm with. It's titled the New York Bigfoot Society. Um, but my favorite is 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 again my first love would be Champ. Um, I just remember just as a young kid, you know, like getting yeah. to Lake Champlain and just being like, you know, all my friends are like in the water, and I'm I'm like up to my knees, and and that's as far as I'm going because. I know there's a monster in this lake and I also didn't want to like dunk my head and like miss it. So, um, so champ is just, you know, it's, it's, it was my first cryptid love, uh, if you will. Um, I mean, I had heard of like Bigfoot, but it was always like kind of funny because it's just like Bigfoot, you know? So it just never really resonated with me until, um, you know, I, I don't think I, I actually heard the word Sasquatch until like I was my senior year in high school, but, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, uh, champs and champs in my heart. I mean, it's just, you know, I remember drawing pictures of champ and like, I remember doing projects in school on champ. So, uh, so yeah, so that you can definitely, yeah, you can definitely see where that is. I mean, mine, I grew up in cent- central and Western parts of Oregon. So I was just three to four hours away from where the Patterson film was taken. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, so that, that Bigfoot was always the, big one over here and then when we got over here and we did a show the puck wedgie is my is now my yeah what i absolutely love that thing that's that's awesome i've got a uh, a friend um who's actually a, an ambassador for uh, the new york bigfoot society he lives in western new york his name's joe he's got a um uh a, a podcast that he does um i i, I think he does it like seven eight times a week i think he just <laughs> he just gets on and just talks to the people he's him him and his, his wife uh awesome awesome people but um he swears to god that it, he was out in the woods in western new york and he, he he came across one he said he saw this like little um kind of like goblin troll like thing like a, a foot and a half tall walk out and he's just he's like i'm just looking and i don't understand it and he, i believe he said it just kind of walked behind a tree and that was it and he just walked away, not knowing what it was, and didn't say anything for a long time. And then, you know, during his studies, he came across, you know, the Pukwudgie, and he's like, "That's what it is." Yeah, I did, and you get those people that say, "Well, it was just a porcupine standing up." And I'm <laughs> like, if anybody's gone there, I don't know how many porcupines I've. I mean, I've seen them. I don't think I've ever seen one that's gone up on its hind legs <laughs> and started walking. <laughs> I, I've, I, I've I've never seen that, and normally they. You know they don't stand like they'll put their backs to you because they're gonna like shoot 
mm-hmm. needles at you from from everything that I understand. So I I, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, and everybody says it's you know because that's the description. They've got this hair like qu- you know quills for hair stand up at one and a half. You know, people are like, oh, you're just looking at a porcupine. I'm like, once again, I I, I want to know anybody that's gone out in the woods and found a porcupine and even seen them at any point stand up on their back legs and look around. Yeah, I mean, never. They, they yeah, I've I've never seen it. I mean, I've seen porcupines all the time, and I've never seen one stand up on its hind legs. So I, I'm. I was kind of I was kind of hooked on that one, especially the stories of it coming in the house and all this. I was like, oh yeah, these are that's pretty cool. Well, Joe was saying, you know, it like it was like there was, I mean, it was like a little human. It was like a little human mm-hmm. walking around. Um, so you know, he he didn't say that there was anything else with it, and uh, um, he just you know kind of hung on to it for a while, and then then started talking about it when he's like, okay, I can put a name to this. So. On our last show, we discussed was he petrified, or is he petrified now, or does he ha- does he often see like think of it again, or is it was it a traumatic experience for him? Um, he it wasn't it was wouldn't wasn't traumatic. He just just like didn't like he just had no clue what just happened. Like he was just like taken way back by it. Like what what did I just see? Like I can't ever tell somebody I just saw this. You know, yeah. um, I, and I can't even, I, I don't even know what I saw. Like, how do you even begin to explain it? So he, uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't definitely, I don't believe it was traumatic for him. I, I, I think it was just more like, you know, like one of those, like, you know, <clears throat> moments, like what yeah. just happened? Did I really just see what I saw? Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, now, now, now I'm going to ask him more questions. So. <laughs> you, you know, in that case, everybody who don't, who, who don't see him on, on a regular basis, they're like, well, why didn't you get your phone out? Why didn't you take a picture? That's the last thing you're thinking about. I've been in a car with a GPS on and I forget, I'm looking for my phone and it's in my hand. I'm like, yeah. oh, my phone is in my hand. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know how many times I've been sitting there on my phone and I felt my phone <laughs> vibrate next to me, even though it's in my hand, <laughs> like it's on my, in my pocket. And I'm like, so yeah, I mean, oh. I, I, I I completely get that. I completely get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, kind of you circle back a little bit on your book too. And that was one of the things that's great about your book is you kind of take a tour across the country, you know, just going through and breaking down, you know, the ones. And one of the ones I wanted to ask you is out of all of them, what do you think is probably the most probable? And, you know, in the same, like the flip on that, the least probable, where this is pretty much more of just a folklore, you know, a tale that's just been told. Um, I, so are, are you talking about in regards to cryptids or at the end of each chapter where there's like, there's just like a, a recorded Bigfoot sighting? Um, well, each chapter, kind of each chapter, um, and mm-hmm. then just, you know, just as you're going through, because you always see those lists. I mean, like everything from the Oklahoma octopus sure. to, you know, those ones. What would you say... In that aspect, which one do you think is probably the most probable? Like it truly, you know, I believe this exists to this one is I'm pretty sure this one was just told to scare kids and just to be a cool sure. story. Yeah, I, I would say um, any a, any of the uh, creatures that are kind of serpentine um, because, you know, I mean, what are we? Five percent of the ocean has been explored, you know, um, and a lot of some lakes, you know, that aren't man-made, um, like Lake Champlain used to be connected to the Atlantic ocean, you know, hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of years ago. Um, so you, you have to know that there still has to be some type of connection there, you know, whether, you know, it, it being underground or, 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 however it is. So I would definitely say probably anything serpentine, 
um, you know, over something, you know, that, you know, would necessarily live in the woods because I mean, there's, I mean, you can, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles of, you know, ocean, you know, that, that we'll never see and bodies of water, you know, that, that connect. Um, so I would definitely say that that would probably be, you know, the most credible in my opinion. Um, definitely. Um, I don't see why um, Sasquatch couldn't exist. Um, and I mean, I've personally never seen one. Um, you know, I've tried, I, but I'm always late mm-hmm. to the party. Like I, I, they're after the fact, or I'm there because somebody reported that they saw one. I'm never that guy that actually gets to actually see anything. Um, but you know, as far as, you know, not necessarily existing, I mean, there's, 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 there's crazy, um, you know, uh, cryptids that are, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't like, like the Dover demon, love the Dover demon, love the story behind mm-hmm. it. But yet, I don't know. It's, it's, is, is there one, you know, is there, are, are there multiples? Um, another one is, which I, I, it's a phenomenal story and it's awesome. But, um, the bat squatch, um, Mount St. Yes. Helens erupted and they believe that it, the earth moved and it released, um, uh, what, what is now pronounced or, or seen as the bat squatch. I don't necessarily believe that that actually exists, but um, at the same time, you know, some of these, these, these flying cryptids though, um, some folks have brought up some good points too. Um, you know, because if you believe in, you know, like let's say, you know, heaven and hell and demons and angels, you know, the folks have actually said that they actually believe that some of these flying um, entities are actually demons, which, you know, Hey, I mean, Who's, who's to say that, that they're not, you know? And um, again, I mean, the Basquatch didn't show up until, you know, again, after the, the eruption of, uh, of the volcano. And, and then an, another one, like um, I believe Virginia is well known for it. The sheep squatch, um, which is like a, it's, 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 it's horrible looking. It, I mean, it's got like the body of, of like, it's got like a body of like a, um, like, like, um, like a Sasquatch kind of with like sheep legs and it's got like the, the big um, sheep head with the big horns. And they say it, it bounces his head off of trees. Um, and that's kind of how it scares people off. But, you know, so I don't know. I, I don't, you know, necessarily know. Um, and I'm not saying that, that they, they don't exist, but I mean, I don't know. I haven't really seen, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Wow. That's, a, that's a sheep squatch. And for anybody, it's basically it looks like a a demon version of a you know half half ram sheep you know you know thing with just the hooves and the claw yeah that's pretty that's that's definitely something that you don't yeah, hear a, you don't hear much about them um, and you don't there's rarely ever like any sightings so. I, I I don't know I you know I I think it might fall under the misidentification uh, category, but either way, I mean it's um, the stories behind it, and then the folks, the individuals that have claimed to have seen it, you know, have definitely um, you know it's affected them. So um, wow, yeah, because I'm just looking at it, as you were talking about, I was looking at some of the pictures, and to me, it, it's almost along the lines of Krampus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way, you know, the way that with the horns and just, you know, the other one was a little more like that, but here's like another one where it's just kind of more like the sheep, you know, with some horns, but yeah. 
Well, I've all yeah, I've I, also um, thought like you know when when people are talking about sheep squatch, you know, like if you look at like um the, the legend and lore of uh, the Wendigo, um like that has like big horns as well. I mean, it looks more like like a like a like deer horns, but um you know a lot of people actually kind of put those together, and, and some folks have said you know that that they believe like you know that they didn't see a sheep squatch; they've actually seen like a Wendigo, and and vice versa. Yeah, here. Here's one. If if anybody wants a cuddlier version, you can buy those cuddlier versions. The sheep squatch, if you want. I love yeah. that. If you want, yeah, if you want one that's that's not as scary. If you want to, you know, have that for your kid to tuck them in. Do you no, know how many? Do you know how many? Do you know how many sightings have been on that one? Because that could be just a general like a costume. I mean, I've I've never even heard of that one. I mean, I yeah, it's it. You know, it it really depends, I guess, on on who you talk to. I know that there's been enough where folks talk about it it is in books um it's been in tv shows where people have brought it up so it's enough where it's it's being taken serious to a degree where it's talked about um where um you've got you know like you know like the um um loveland frogman like you know mm-hmm. it's been in books this and that but like nobody really even talks about it uh, but sheep squash i don't know it just seems like it's kind of I'd say maybe in the last, I don't know, five or six years, it's kind of like kind of moved up the ladder a little bit. Um, kind of like with um, like Dogman. Like Dogman is like, I'd say in many ways, to get to a point where it's almost knocking Sasquatch out of first place for most most recognized. What what do you think is behind that? Because that's one of those, I won't lie, you know, growing up, I had never heard of Dogman before. And all of a sudden, this one is just like people are, I see them all the time. I'm like, last I checked, you know, werewolves weren't that prevalent. Yeah. And you pretty it, much have, you know, so we're just saying that there's these werewolf type creatures just roaming everywhere and people are seeing them all the time. And I'm like, so what do you think this is? I mean, do you think it's just people are, are now looking or do you think it's just that paradoia type thing? You think you see it? Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I, I think to be honest with you, um, you know, I've always, I've always put dog man in the werewolf column like i've always kind of kind of put those put them together like that um but i i think to be honest with you um i think it's just like with bigfoot um like you go back 15 20 years ago and you talked about bigfoot like people just laughed at you um but you had like tv shows that came out um i mean you always had tv shows like you had monster quest which i'm a huge huge fan of um doug hischek producer of that show phenomenal guy i've talked to him a few times on the phone phenomenal guy um but then you had this show that came out that that anybody could watch and follow it was finding bigfoot love it or hate it like i i love the show love it or hate it it made bigfoot mainstream and saying that you liked bigfoot or believed in bigfoot was no longer crazy it became cool um, and I think nowadays, to be honest with you, to, to say that you've saw a type of cryptid, you're not looked at as crazy anymore. Like people think that's cool now. So I think yeah. maybe, you know, when it comes, comes to dog, man, maybe people, you know, had sightings and now they're talking about it more because again, it, where before you were laughed at for, for even, even bringing these, these types of, um, beings up. Now it's like when you bring it up, people want to talk to you about it. And it's like, it's like, cool. It's like, like, I remember years, years back, like, um, watching, um, I think it was in 2002, like when the first like ghost hunters, like episode came on, like 
yeah. you know, like I, I don't really do anything with the paranormal. I, I, I state that stuff scares the crap out of me. So I kind of stay away from that. But like, I remember seeing the show and being like, what is this? And thinking like, because prior to this, the only thing that I knew was like the show Ghostbusters or the movie Ghostbusters. Yep. And then, then seeing the shows and be like, people really do this, you know, and that kind of, you know, brought me kind of, you know, out of my shell to, to kind of look into it. And, and, and now like everywhere you go, you know, anybody you talk to, they're like, they're a paranormal investigator, they're a researcher. Um, and I, I really think that, um, you know, the show finding Bigfoot did the same thing for, for the, for the field and it made people not it it, it it made it cool it really did and then it turned into like a marketing thing i mean you've um you've got you know jack links which i believe was actually out before um finding bigfoot but then you've got sasquatch you know bigfoot pizza you've got all these different things now that are, that are marketed now so again you, you're oh, not really you're, you're not yeah i mean you're not really looked yeah. at as crazy anymore and now it's like cool to uh you know say it um and I remember, I mean, when I lived in Vermont, I mean, again, I mean, you, you brought up Bigfoot and like people just kind of like laughed at you, you know, and uh, now it's like you, you bring it up and everybody's like, oh, my cousin's brother saw, it, you know, and it's just like everybody's talking about it now. So I, I really think that that's, you know, Dogman is a cool cryptid regardless. Let's say whether it's real, let's say whether it's not. It's cool. It's really cool. And I think nowadays, again, I mean, bringing something up like that, you know, something werewolf like, um, I, I just think it's, uh, you know, I, I think that that has a lot to lot, lot to do with it. I mean, yeah, I th one one thing, too, is like one episode I was listening to that you were being interviewed and um, I'll let you kind of give it. You'll you'll explain it heck of a lot better than I will. But the way that you approach finding stuff, I really liked how you just go to Google Maps, you know, Google Earth, find a town, go there and start making phone calls. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, well, that was um, when, when I was writing the book, um, American Cryptids. Um, so what I wanted to do when I was putting the book together was I didn't what the greats have done. Again, I'm going to say the names again, like the Lyle Blackburn, uh, the Ken Gerhard, the, the Lauren Coleman's, you know, all, a lot of a lot of the people that that put out phenomenal publications. Well, when I started writing the book, that's exactly what it was, where, you know, the first chapter one was Wendigo. And I'm just regurgitating everything that that, you know, everybody else had already done. And I'm like, well, how can I make this book different? What what can I do? And I also want to take people on a um, I want to take people on like a journey. Like, I'm like, well, how about I, I'm the guide I'm guiding you through here and mm -hmm. we're going to talk about cryptids, but we're not just going to talk about cryptids. We're going to talk about the state, you know? Um, and we're, we're, we're going to talk about, um, uh, the, the native Americans, you know, a, a tribe that lived in that state because like a lot of my research and study, um, like a lot of people start with the Patterson Gimlin film and move forward. And I always say that I start with that and then I actually move backwards. I try to go as far back as I possibly can to, to, to get the Ross information as possible. Um, so, so I sat down and I said, you know what, this is how I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to do all 50 States. I'm going to talk about the state and I'm going to, you know, give, give some historical, um, uh, data, you know, when, when it achieved its statehood and, um, you know, different, different fun, fun facts even about it as well. Cause again, you know, I'm trying to look at this as like a, like I'm kind of like a tour guide, um, 
And then, you know, I, so I picked a, a Native American tribe out of, um, you know, each state and highlighted them, you know, how they lived, different things that they did, how they hunted, how they ate. And, um, and then also some lore, you know, that, that, you know, of a, a, a creature or being, whether it be spirit or flesh and blood, um, something yet that they feared or, or spoke about. Um, and then I went into, you know, whatever the popular cryptid was of that actual state, like, you know, West Virginia is the Mothman. So of course I, I you know, I talked about the Mothman, the history of the Mothman and a lot of different things that the Mothman did. Um, and then. I wanted to close it out with a cryptid sighting and I, I just targeted with Bigfoot. So I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I don't want to just go in and just pull up, um, like go to a BFRO website or whatever, just pull stuff up and throw it in my book. I'm just like, you know, it's, it's again, I, I it's like, I wanted this to be original, but obviously I can't get to all 50 States and just, just interview people. So I, I, you know, so I did use Google, like, like you'd mentioned, I used Google maps and what I did was I pulled up the state and I found an area that just had a lot of, a lot of foresty area. And then I, I looked for the closest town that was near it and then just zoomed in on it, saw what was there, saw the mom and pop stores, the barber shops, the diners, and just simply picked up the phone and called them and said, Hey, I'm writing a book on cryptids. And I heard there's been some Bigfoot sightings in your area. What can you tell me or who can you connect me with? And that's how I ended up getting one from every single state. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing too was, you know, there were multiple people that I would talk to and I didn't want to put multiple different sightings. I just wanted a specific one for that state. Um, so for me, what really resonates with me when I'm talking to any witness is somebody who wasn't looking somebody that didn't believe they were just doing, going about their lives. They were fishing, they were hiking, they were just driving down the road. Um, those are the stories I actually went with. So um, I, there was probably one story or maybe two States that I actually um, brought in like a, an actual like recorded um, it's, it's in other books um, encounter. Mm -hmm. Other than that, the rest of them, they, they were, they were completely raw. The people that I talked to a lot of them, were willing to talk to me, but they weren't also forthcoming. Um, a lot of them talked about how, you know, it changed their lives. They weren't a believer before. They're still not a believer. They just don't understand what they saw, but this is what it looked like. Um, so, you know, there were a lot of people that were just like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, were giving me all kinds of detail, this and that. But I went with the encounters where, again, they laughed at the subject prior. They wanted nothing to do with it prior. And they just simply, um, they just simply saw something that they couldn't, that, that, that to this day, they still don't quite understand. And it's for some of it's really shaken them up. Um, others they're they talk to me about it, but they're like, I'm not going to tell you this is, this is what it was, but this is what it looked like. This is what I saw. Um, and so those are the ones that really, really stuck out to me. And, and again, they were also, the sightings were seconds you know, like three to five seconds, six seconds, maybe at the most, where some of the other people I talked to, I mean, they would give you detail as if like they went out to eat with the creature. Um, so, so for me, yeah. that was a little bit, that kind of pushed me away. So, um, so the encounters at the end are very, very raw, but, but that's how I was able to, um, uh, get them. And 
without having to try to visit all 50 states, try to get witnesses. And I was able to, you know, just, just do phone calls. And I'd say probably 70 to 80% of the people didn't want their name mentioned, which was also big for me because it's like, okay, well, they're not looking to try to even get, you know, yeah. their name in there. Um, so I ended up just, I, you know, there were people that were like, oh, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, I ended up just making the decision. I wasn't putting anybody's names in it. I was just going to keep it consistent across the board. Um, plus, I also didn't want to mess up and then put somebody's name in there that didn't want to, you know, like, because I, I don't know if it, what your guys' handwriting's like, but when I look at my handwriting and I try to read what I wrote after, um, <laughs> you know, so, sometimes yeah. I, I can't even read my own sometimes writing. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> did you, so, so in your um in your investigation, did you ever run across somebody that just has entirely too much to add, and you're like, uh, no, I think they're just picking. Well, it did this, and then it shook my yeah. hand, and then it walked away, and you're like, yep. dude. The the, the one the one that I always I always bring up is, um, it's there was a um gentleman who I talked to, and you know he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know I I've seen I've seen a Sasquatch, I've seen Bigfoot, I've seen a lot of them. I'm like really, I'm like I'm like, well, how many? And he's like he's he's like well well hundreds, and I just like click, I hung up, I'm just like like come on, you know, uh, you know, it's just you know I just paid probably long distance charges, you know, to, to hear that. But, um, so yeah, and that's, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, some people were, were, were given detail. Like it's like so much detail where it's like, okay, you're either telling me about something that you saw on a TV show or just because this is what everybody says. Um, again, you know, the, the people I spoke with, you know, they were, they were just very like, it, it was like, I saw it for like three seconds. I saw it for like four seconds. You know, so, it, it, and that's, that's, you know, nine times out of 10, that's actually what one of these encounters actually entails. I saw it running across the road, you know, and then it was gone, yeah. you know, so. So those are the ones that me and Craig and Austin, we toss back and forth sometimes. Those are the people that really need to be discredited in the groups, but the groups say no bashing. You're like, right. okay, well, I got a whole family in my backyard. And if they come yeah. to your backyard on a regular, take a picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you see them on a regular, you can get a picture. So sure. it's like those are the people who need to be discredited. And the people like you, I, me, Austin, is like the people that would like to see one. And if we see one, we're going to give the exact account what we see. Nothing added, nothing taken out. Yeah. Hey, I walked across the road. I seen it. It stood up and looked at me and kept going. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always tell folks, I'm like, look, you know, anything that I say, like anything in my book, like I, I tell them, I'm like, I can't, I can't validate what these, these, these folks told me because again, you know, I'm hearing it from them, but you, when you read it out of the book, it's, it's, it's coming from me. Although, you know, I made sure to, to keep my opinion out of everything. Um, you know, like if, if you read the book, like, I, I don't think I have my opinion say what I believe any part in there. Um, uh, because again, you know, for me, it, it was like, I, you know, I was just kind of trying to, you know, put something together where, you know, people can read it and, and come together and, you know, lo love it, love it or hate it type of thing. But, you know, for, for me, I just, you know, I, I, I just, I do a lot of scrolling, you know, when, you know, when I'm in a lot of the groups and, um, you know, cause there's, there's people, you know, that have told me some incredible stories, but I also know that they're very credible people. Um, so it's just like, man, you know, um, so I just, you know, I just kind of, you know, I, I, I walk a, I walk a thin line. I mean, I, I call myself like a healthy skeptic because, um, there's, it's too easy to really want to believe in it. Um, and then, 
you know, like anybody, you know, people can, you know, their minds can kind of, kind of go out of control. And I'm not saying that somebody that saw something didn't see something, but, you know, for me, it's like, a, you know, I, 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 I question things, you know, in a, a, you know, politically correct way. And, you know, I try mm -hmm. to, you know, be respectful, you know, to the, to the people, like I'll, I'll ask questions, but, you know, for me, like, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of me that's, that's, uh, I'm a big skeptic. I, I, you know, I have not seen, I have not seen any cryptids. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. And I always say it like this. There's enough evidence right now to suggest that there is something going on in the woods. Um, and in some of these areas, some of these lakes, some of the, these oceans and some of these areas, there's definitely enough to, to believe enough evidence that there's something going on. Um, I don't know 100% what it is. And, uh, yeah. and, and I mean, you've, you've got individuals, you know, that, that talk about it, you know, it's, it being flesh and blood, you know, um, other individuals talk about it being flesh and blood, but also extraterrestrial. Some say paranormal in a sense as in they're, they're ghosts and, you know, they go through portals and, and, and the thing is, is like, I can't, I can't confirm or deny anything because I, you know, it's just like, it, it's, it's one of those yep. subjects too, where I always say it like this, where I, I, I think it, it can become really reckless too, because there's zero accountability when it comes to this subject. Um, the example I always use, if somebody says to me, Hey, you know, um, you know, black bears, you know, will turn their skin inside out during the summer to stay cool. Well, I can go down to my local library. I, there's all kinds of different things that I can do, you know, to find out that that's not true right now. I mean, this subject really is a free for all. And again, there's, there's no accountability because there's nothing to actually go back on. Um, so I, I think it's kind of, kind of can become really reckless sometimes. And what I mean by that is like, I don't want to like believe, like I want to know where um, I think if I really wanted to believe that kind of takes it to a level where at least for me um i can't like i i think i'll be too easily pulled to one side where um i i don't want to be like that um but i'm also not somebody who also draws a line in the sand um and you know i i know many people that you know will fight till the day that they die to say that they're they're paranormal or they're extraterrestrial um i i just i just don't i just don't know um so again i don't hold on a second i got a train going by by me here oh, it's awesome. <laughs> no it's, i was gonna say too um one of the things that it was one of the interviews that you you had and i really like the way you, you summed it up is just for a lot of these people that claim to be a so-called expert and they'll tell you, I am an expert in this field. You said it. How can you call yourself an expert when there is no established standards, accountability? I mean, I could come up and say, I am an expert in the Mothman. I know all these details about Moth. Well, it's one of those, well, how did, you know, what certified you as a, as an expert? Right. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's not like Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, if, if we're living, like you said, the old TV show, if you're living with Harry and Hendersons, I bet you can call yourself an expert because you yeah. physically live with a Sasquatch. Exactly. You know, and the, the other thing too, is like, I'll, I've said it to, to people like this, because I, you know, when I say that there's no such thing as an expert, you know, people usually will, will get upset that consider themselves an expert. And I, I'm like, well, hold on a second, hear me out. Mm -hmm. Again, when there's no accountability, you can't call yourself an expert in it. I do believe that there are professionals in it, you know, people who 
do study it and people that are again professional in what they do how they conduct it in in it you know it's like like with any anything else i mean there's you've got people in in every trade in every career every every market you know people that you know are are, are just very are professionals in something not necessarily an expert in it but they're professionals and so i i definitely believe again um you know, without a doubt, there's professionals in it, but you know, I I've had people for some reason, you know, you know, come after me and be like, Oh, I've been doing this for 30 years. And, you know, so I, I'm an expert. You don't know what you're talking about. First and foremost, I, I, I just say where I'm at. Um, and second of all, if you've been doing this for th 30 years and you haven't found Bigfoot, why are you giving me crap? You know? So, you know, and, and I don't, I don't want to come yeah. across like that, but you know, it's just like, you know, why first and foremost, what you're saying to me right now, you wouldn't be saying to my face, you know, so why, why are you acting like this? You know? So I, I, I get, you know, um, it, and then I've had people, you know, that have reached out to me and, you know, again, tried to tell me how I should be doing things and this and that. And, um, uh, you know, again, you know, well, I've been doing this for blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old and I'm like, Hey, I got a year on you. Oh, you thought I was in my twenties. You thought like, you know, again, you know, it's just the, these researchers, that don't do the simple research on somebody that they're about to try to call out on, which, which I, I, I think is hilarious. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've had folks, you know, that, uh, you know, have reached out to me and said how I, again, how I should be doing things, you know, you shouldn't post so much. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. That's not what the community is like. And it's like, okay. in the last year and a half, yes, I came out of what I call the cryptid closet. Okay. I've been doing this since I was four years old. Look, I'm 47 years old. You know, a lot of people think I'm in like my late twenties, you know, maybe, maybe 30 years old. It's like, no, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm literally in my forties. And, you yeah. know, part of the reason was when I played music before and I played in a lot of bands, you know, you, you, you know, we, we were on the radio, we were in record stores, you know, magazines, newspapers, I wanted to be, once I kind of retired the stages, I wanted to be out of any type of spotlight, any type of anything like that. So I just, I mean, I was in all these groups. I was in all these communities. I was watching, I was talking with people. I just hadn't written a book that, uh, that I needed to promote for a publisher, you know? And, and so, you know, mm -hmm. so, he, so here I am, you know, and, you know, and, and, and I tell people too, yes, you know, once I got published, the the book Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround, um, the the one before American Cryptids, I you know I got signed to a publisher. Yeah, I I started a marketing campaign for myself to help sell the book because that's kind of what you, what you do. I had now have an obligation to the publisher, and again, I work in marketing, sales and marketing, so it's something that I do anyways. Um, it. You know, I mean, I, I've got to, I guess, know something about something because, I mean, I, it was January of 20, what was it? January of 2020 was when I really started pushing the book and kind of rolled out like the marketing campaign. And then by February, I was booked on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie. And it's not, it's because one, because of the marketing plan and two, because I've, I've been studying this forever, you know? So it's just like, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm just trying to say, it's just like. I don't know why people feel like they need to reach out to other people. And I've got, I've got mentors in this field. I mean, if I, if I have a question about something, um, there's people I can reach out to. Like I can reach out to Ken Gerhard who, uh, um, wrote the, the introduction for my book, yeah. 
you know, there's, there's people I, I can yep. reach out to that, you, you know, that, that would, would mentor me. And um, so I'm definitely not a, not a loose, you know, loose cannon running around, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, stable. I and, think, uh, yeah. I don't think you need to apologize. As I say, I don't think you need to apologize for, you know, like, you know, I don't mean to like I'm promoting myself because it's one of those things. I think like in this community myself, we talked a little bit prior to the show that as a, as a group, whether it's UFO community, you know, paranormal ghosts, I mean, it just doesn't matter. Cryptids, Bigfoot, whatever group you're in, there has to be a certain period where we, just, we, we have people that say, you know, I've got this experience and we look at it for advice. Like, you know, it, I had this encounter. Here's what I've got. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. And what's going on is, and there's people that are afraid to say this because either there's such a, such a troll side where people are just like, you're an idiot. That's nothing. And they just bash them. But then you have the other side, which I almost feel is just as bad is the mm-hmm. ones that are like, Oh my God, that is the most amazing evidence I've ever seen in my life. You're like, all you're doing is you're, t- you're, you're not enforcing a standard to where we can really further this research. You're basically telling somebody that I, Mona, I think it's um, Mona Pinkett. I think she was the one that was talking about, she saw what would be, it's almost like an albino ver- um, Sasquatch. Yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So an albino version, which, you know, I, I believe that that's a definite possibility. Mm-hmm. And to just, I'll use her as an example. So like from here, if I used like the standards, which I kind of believe you are, this is something now let's do an investigate. Let's investigate this. Let's see what details are at what time of day. Let's go through this thing. But there's other people that are just, they just flat out like, Oh my God. And then they run and there's a whole new wiki about the albino and they're talking yeah, about their sure. encounters with it. <laughs> and this blur I just saw here is, is clearly the one that she talked about. And you're like, you're like, that's not, it's like, we actually have to focus on the case by case and not just because mm-hmm. exactly. somebody says I did, you know, and here's my photo. Oh my God, that's amazing. It, it, mm-hmm. the, I don't see anything. It's just as valid as a person's yep. experience. I don't discount the experiences because I wasn't there. Agreed. You know, I didn't have the hair standing on the back of my neck experience that they did, yeah. you know, and that's, and she just said, yeah, it was her, you know, snow white, long hair, about five second encounter, which is like you said, it's a five second, you know, this is more along your line. This is, this is the type of thing. This isn't a prolonged. I sat down and had tea. Mm-hmm. It, it, exactly. Know, it exactly. One, one, 100%, you know, and, 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 and that's the thing, you know, I, I always like, I've had people send me pictures and, you know, I've just been like, you know, guys, I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see what it is you're talking about. Um, and I'm not telling you what you're seeing that, you, that, that, that it's not there. I'm just saying that I'm not seeing this. Um, and you know, the, the thing that I find funny too, is, um, in this community, like the word theory seems to be like a bad, it's like a swear word to some people, because when you're saying theory, what you're actually saying to them is that they don't know what they saw or they don't know what they're talking about because the theory is, is an idea, you know, it's, 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 Mm -hmm. it's a conversation. Um, And so I, you know, I've had a lot of people get really upset because I've used the word theory and I was just like, look, it's, 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 it's a theory. Everything starts with a theory. You know, um, you know whether whether we like it or not, but you know, uh, unfortunately, yeah. And the, it and always the starts on hypo- the scientific things: hypothesis, theory, law. I mean, it's, it always starts that. I have a hypothesis that Bigfoot exists. 
you go out and you gather evidence. Well, now this is becoming a theory. There's a theory that this exists. Mm -hmm. And then once we actually have one physically, you know, we're having a sit down, you know, watching it in its environment. Now you basically, this is a, a physical law. This is an infect, a real activity. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I agree. I agree completely with you. I mean, that's what we need to do. And I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any arbiter that can say, well, now my stand, the, you know, the Kenny Irish, you know, standards are now what apply. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, how do we come up with a standard? But I also think it's just, just as dangerous to have the blurry photo where somebody says, I've, you can clearly see I've got 15 Sasquatch stand sitting back here looking at me. You're like, don't you see all the faces? I'm like, yeah, I see a ton of things that look like a face. I also see it when I go in the bathroom and I look at the drywall. I see a face <laughs> right, or two, yeah. you know, on the drywall. And it, it doesn't mean that there's ghosts on my wall. Yep. It just means I, it was pretty cool. Somebody, whoever spackled my, you know, my drywall in there, you know, they, they made me a pretty cool looking, you know, demon face out of the, out of right. the orange peel spackle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's the thing, like, I know a lot of people, you know, that, that, you know, uh, a lot of really good people, you know, that, that, that they'll look at the pictures, they'll see it. And, um, and, and again, why I don't draw any lines in the sand is because I've actually some individuals like that. I've actually learned different things from them as well. Um, not just, you know, looking at, you know, cause, cause that's the thing is like, I don't want to, you know, if somebody's like, you know, do you see that? Do you see that? And I don't see it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, uh, again, I, I have to discredit who they are or, or what it is that, that they believe. And there's definitely people that I've actually um, learned from um, when, you know, stuff that they were saying, like, I, I, I just couldn't even connect with, um, you know, again, you know, the, the folks, you know, when they, they talk about, you know, Sasquatch being, you know, paranormal inter interdimensional, I can't, I'm more of a flesh and blood kind of guy. So I, I, I can't necessarily connect with it, but I'm definitely open to have that conversation because there's, there's definitely things that, that I've learned, um, whether it be good or bad, um, by having those conversations, um, I've talked with folks, you know, um, you know, that, that believe that they're extraterrestrial, which I, I would lean more in that, that direction, because, you know, a lot of the time when we talk about, you know, extraterrestrial, we think of the grays, you know, we think of like the ET looking type of, um, creatures. Um, but why couldn't something that's extraterrestrial, um, look like a, look like a Bigfoot, you know, why, why couldn't it be? I mean, th we always bring this up like Chewbacca and star Wars. I mean, he looks like a Bigfoot, you know? Um, so Maybe, maybe they are extraterrestrial. There's folks that have claimed that they've seen a, what, what they believe to be um, an extraterrestrial spacecraft and then saw Bigfoot running running through the woods in front of them. Um, there's folks that have claimed that they've actually seen them going up into a, a, a spacecraft. I can't confirm or deny it, um, but I want to at least have the conversation, you know, to a, to a, to a degree. Like, I don't, you know, like, you know, there's people where you can actually say, well, really tell me more about it, or you can question it and then they'll have a conversation with you. Um, and then, you know, those, those are the conversations I want to have, but then there's, there's others when you, again, you bring up theory or, or you question it. Well, are you calling me a liar? No, I'm telling you I wasn't there, you know? So, um, I was going somewhere with this, but I don't, I don't know where I went. I fell off the rails. <laughs> You might be muted, Craig. How about now? 
Yes, better? there you are. There you are. There we go. Hey, um, so what I was what I was saying is, I would I would actually I think that there could be a possibility with that because if as I'm thinking, isn't there a lot of Bigfoot sightings that seem to coincide with uh, UFOs mm-hmm. in the area? There are there are and there so, are um, a lot of people that that uh, make that claim. So in that one, just it would make sense because there's always been that thing. It's like, well, if, if Bigfoot exists, why can't we use infrared and go around and search? You know, we should be able to see them walking around in the woods. We should see them there. I mean, in a way, it would explain a few of the mysteries why we can't find habitat. Mm-hmm. We can't find, you know, a nesting, you know, nesting or whatever, you know, the actual place where, you know, you should see sign of where they've set up some sort of camp feeding something. Sure you know, with a creature that size. So if this is the case, if they are something like this off, you know, off world or some other, that would make sense why we can't find these things. And why a lot of this time, like the biggest thing is how come we can't find, you know, we've never stumbled across a dead one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know, and people, no. people have says, well, you don't find dead bears out in the woods. I'm like, well, you actually, you, you do, you can, you come yeah, across. You have. Yeah. You have. Yeah. It, it's, it just, so if that's the case, I mean, there's been enough evidence like we're like Mona's case. I mean, there's enough people that have seen these things. They've seen something like this dating back way before us, you know, tribe tribes have talked about the wild men, the hairy wild men out there. Mm-hmm. So obviously this isn't a creation of modern sci- science fiction. This is something right. that has existed. So in these, and most of these tribes weren't, they they weren't known for just making up, you know, thing just things that there was something that they saw that they used. You know, I mean, of course they say hey, like the sun is, you know, they'll, they'll give theories like that. But like when you have stuff like the Wildman, they're not just making this stuff up just as a way of, you know, hey, scaring the scaring the kids get to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. It's like you you think about it. Okay, so let's go back two hundred years. What did they have to gain by doing it? Let's mm-hmm. just go back just a hundred years. What did they have to gain by doing it? Um, it, it? You know, it's again, and that's why I say, you know, like I started with the Patterson and went backwards, you know, because I wanted to get like the raw information I possibly could. Me, um, I love it. I, I love the subject. I've got a huge passion for it, but I do, I do have a book to sell. What did they have to gain by saying it? And, and the, the, and then the, the tribes nowadays, the, you know, that the, the, these stories have, have, have gone down in generation to generation that are still telling them, what do they have to gain? Absolutely nothing. So there's, there's something to it. There's, there was, I mean, you know, depending on which tribe, you know, you look at, you know, some have, you know, mentioned about, you know, how they lived in harmony together. Others mentioned how they would steal their, their women at night and, you, you know, different things like that. But yet, overall you know the stories remain the same you know as the generations you know goes from generation to generation and again with absolutely nothing to gain absolutely nothing to gain yeah no no i i i wonder i looked up the time i'm like oh my god time is just flying i was like i had two pages of stuff to go through Um, one of the one of the ones i definitely a couple of different things I wanted to get to get to you about is that I really liked because I've always heard, especially finding Bigfoot was a big proponent of the whacking the 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 branch against the tree mm-hmm. yeah. to communicate. But I really when I, the interview I was listening um, yesterday um, with you 
was I really liked how you guys describe you're using a rock technique, how that has mm -hmm. such a more distinctive communication style as opposed to the tree. And I'll let you yeah, kind of explain that to everybody. Yeah, sure. Uh, one of the things that we noticed, um, like we, we don't necessarily know, you know, um, I mean, this is just what, what we've seen, you know, over the years and what we've heard, we've seen on TV, you know, the tree knocks, um, that's a way of communication. So when we go out, like we don't necessarily go out saying like, these are the tools of the trade and this is what we're going to do. And this is how this is going to all, all go. Um, the, you know, when we go out, we actually, um, the, again, the, the, the founder of the group, Gary, you know, his education and background is, is animal behavior. So when we go out, we, we actually pay more attention to the surroundings of what's going on with, 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 with the different animals and things that are happening. Cause that will tell you a lot of what's going on in the area. Uh, but one of the things that, um, really we would question a lot is when people, you would hear like a tree knock. You know, you'd hear it on somebody's recording or you'd hear it on TV and it always sounded the same. But when people would take, you know, they'd pick up the sticks, they'd hit the trees. It sounded different, like the depending on like the the, the width or, or length of 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 the stick. Um, a lot of the time the stick would just blow up and it never exactly sounded the same. So we were sitting there thinking, and again, you know, I, I, I lean more to the the um, flesh and blood side and um, Gary's, you know, in that same that that same boat so we're thinking okay primates you know you know apes gorillas what do they do a lot of the time they're 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 clanging rocks together they're they're using rocks to hit off of things they throw rocks um they do a lot of things like that and if there is some type of connection there well we're just like well why don't we try that why don't we try that you know we'll throw some rocks at some trees and, and we're thinking to ourselves okay it's not really going to make a whole lot of sound um, because you know, we're, we're, it's, we're just going to throw it. It's going to bounce off. But what we found was every single time we took a rock and we, let's say we, we, we kept it in our hand and we hit it on the tree or we, we threw it at the tree. It made that same exact sound every single time, no matter what tree it was. Um, some, some trees, you know, it would, it, it might have like a little bit of a softer sound, but it had that same crack noise every single time. So for us, you know, we're, we're looking at it. We're not saying, okay, well, this is what's happening. You know, that Sasquatch are, are using rocks. Um, but, um, we're saying that this is kind of puts us in a different direction. Um, because, you know, when we hear them back and we actually had this on a recording, um, we, you know, we would hear them, we, we, we'd hear, hear it back. And, and again, it just, it never sounded like, um, like a stick hitting a tree. It just never sounded mm -hmm. like it. Um, and this every single time it sounded almost identical. Um, so that's what we started doing. We started throwing rocks at trees and, um, and sometimes we found out too, like when we were in front of the tree and we were hitting it with the rock, it didn't necessarily make that crisp, um, crack noise, but then we'd have other researchers that were, let's say 200 yards away from us that heard it and it made that crack noise it, it, to them. It sounded like it, the way that it carried, you know, the echo carried. That's, so that's cool. So it definitely, um, it's, uh, it's, you know, again, it doesn't, doesn't prove anything, but the other thing too is, you know, um, when, when, when have, when has anybody ever seen like a, a, a Sasquatch carrying a stick? 
I've never talked to anybody. The only the only person that I've talked to that actually said that they saw one holding holding one in their hand, it was like a big log type of thing, and they, they were hitting it up against a tree. Um, other than that, I've never really heard that. And but if they're carrying a rock, mm -hmm. say they've got a rock in their hand, and that's what they use to communicate, well, you're not going to notice a rock in their hand anyways. But if again, if if the rock in their hand is their form of communication, let's say it is, we don't one hundred percent know. I mean, what do we as human beings always walk around with our hand? We have our phone in our hand because that's our way of communication, you know. So, is is as silly as it sounds, you, you know, why not? Yeah, no, it's, well, it's, there's all those tales of the boulders. You know, you've got those, mm -hmm. you know, kids hiking, you know, next to a river, or you know, the dads out fishing. You do something, and all of a sudden, you just have that loud, you know, the yep. splash. Well, you know, that's not a fish and, you know, that's not mm -hmm. a random rock that just threw itself off of, you know, as right. the kids yeeted itself into the river. You know, that's yeah. not, you know, there's, you have, you, so this is obviously a known phenomenon that all of a sudden random rocks are being tossed. So it's, it would make sense, like you said, that this, where you guys did this, tested this, you know, had this hypothesis, you tested it out and it's now become a pretty like I would say myself personally, I believe it's a valid theory that this is actually something that would make sense because it's easier to palm a rock and just have that and you know throw it right there as some form of you know attention getter, you know, just as opposed to like I said, carrying some large tree branch. Yeah, you know, and and, and one other thing too, you know, that, that we're looking at, you know, um, because we've I mean, we do, we've never actually like people have had like you know, like rocks thrown at them but usually when it's thrown at them it's a real small it's it's i've never heard of anybody actually talking about like there was this huge rock thrown directly at them um that it was always something mm -hmm. smaller or whatever you know so one of the things you know um that that we're kind of looking at too because you know one of our uh, ambassadors was out and he had a, had a rock hit him in the head it was a small rock you know and the 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 belief was that it was it was thrown at him um but then you know again when we start looking at animal behavior different things like this well you know how do we know it didn't fall from a tree now why would a rock a little rock fall from a tree well here's here's the thing okay birds pick up all kinds of crap off the ground to build nests um squirrels pick stuff up all the time to build nests they carry all kinds of stuff so who's to say that you know with hitting the trees making the racket um, that something like that didn't come down and fall because you, you, you have to think, you know, every time somebody shows me, you know, like, you know, the, the rock that was thrown up, it's this tiny little thing. So if something is like, you know, eight feet tall, why is it going to pick up this tiny little, little like rice sized thing and throw it at somebody? So, and, and yeah. again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that, um, that, you know, it's not, but what I'm saying is that, you know, who's to say that it didn't fall from a nest? Who's to say that, you know, that, you know, this bird's flying through the air and it's carrying some debris and some of it, some of it fell because it, it went to dodge you or it, it saw you again, not saying that that's what it is, but you know, there is a logical in a sense way of why it could be happening. Because again, this tiny little pebble that to me, that doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, and some folks have said, well, because they don't want to hurt you. They just want you out of the area. Well, yeah. there's, there's other ways that they could get me out of the area because I mean, when little tiny pebbles get thrown at you, 
who's ever left the area? We don't, we stick around and we start talking about how we just had a little pebble hit us. You know, nobody ever leaves the yeah. area. We, we stick around. So, um, again, I'm not saying that, you know, we've discovered anything, but it's just, you know, it's just like, okay, well, we've got to take this into consideration. Yeah. Cause another thing like where animals throw stuff, cause anybody that's been out in the woods, um, where I came from in Oregon, we had really large gray squirrels and those things were notorious for chewing on a little branch and lobbing pine cones and those branches mm -hmm. at you. They right. drop them at you as like a threat is a warning to go away. So oh, it's just, yeah, all of a sudden you just get hit in the head with this clump from a pine tree and you're like, ah, oh, you just hear this, tick, 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 or this squirrels is all chattered at you. You're just like, ah, oh, you know, so Fuck it makes that. sense that, you know, no. something bigger like that would lob something large at you as a, as a warning, you know, no, you're too close. No. Hey, go, go away. You well, know, I was, yeah. uh, I, I was at the ocean. Um, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And there was this like little crab and I picked it up. And it was in my hand. And the thing, the thing started pulling its own legs off and throwing them at me. So I, I, I hurried up, I hurried up and put him back in the water because I didn't want him to, you know, make himself, you know, you know, so he couldn't defend himself. But he threw awesome. three, three of his legs at me. So, uh, you know, again, who's to, who's to say, you know, um, you, you know, you, you, I don't know, you know, animals, you know, they, they can, they can maybe throw things when they, they feel like they're, they're threatened. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a great, great point. I mean, that, and it's what is, man, I'm looking at the time. Look at that. It's, it's, it's incredible. Do you, God, I, I think about this all the time. I'm, I'm a fishing guy. I love the ocean. Um, I'm glad we haven't explored, but why haven't we? We're, we're doing everything we can to leave earth and explore Mars, all this other kind of shit. And like what Chassie says about sea monsters recently about the submarine that was just broken in three pieces. Do you think we have already been to the depths and realized we shouldn't be down here, so we just left it alone? Um, I, I think we we probably have, and I think like with anything else, it's going to be a matter of time before they they act. You know, you know, agencies actually tell us about it. Because I mean, for for instance, I mean, you know, I, I always say this. You know, the government decided to wait until there's a pandemic. You know, to tell us that. By the way, yes, there are unidentified flying objects. Yeah. You know, for the longest time. You know, but by the way, you're going to die of coronavirus. So then, all of a sudden, boop, deflection. So, yeah, exactly. um, mm -hmm. I, I think that there there definitely is more. Um, and have you guys ever seen that movie, um, The Meg? Yeah, but with, with, um, I, I watched I watched part of it. I just it's after a while. I'm just like, oh, this is so over the top. Yeah. Well, what I what I thought was was cool about it was like they go down and where they think they're actually at the bottom of the ocean, they're not. Yeah. And then they realize there's another level and that they go down there and that's where that like the 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 megalodon shark is and you know all mm -hmm. these creatures that they they've never seen. So, um, you know, and, and who knows? You know, uh, again, you know, some maybe there's some type of, you know, truth to that. I, I, I don't know, you know, something being passed down, but like I said, you know, it, it's, I, I think there's, there's agencies and, and I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but, um, but yet at the same time, you kind of have to be when, you know, you're not necessarily told, told stuff. Um, yeah. you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, there's, you know, um, government agencies know a lot more than what they're telling us. Oh, yeah. And we, we have to, you know, that's one thing that I, I think everybody can agree on considering again, now they're talking about, you know, um, you know, they're unidentified flying objects and they're saying, you know, that, you know, they're right there and then they disappear. And, but yet it's not us, 
you know, yeah. no. So it's, it, it, but then again, it very, these very well could be, you know, the government just covering up what they don't want other countries to know um, yeah. that we're doing. You know, I don't know, but you know, the, the one thing that we can stand on is, is that they did say, yes, there are such thing as uh, unidentified flying objects. Have they necessarily come out and said, yes, there are um, aliens on these. I haven't really seen anything that's actually, actually said that, but, it's a step in the right direction where a lot of people are, aren't like, okay, you know, I told you, you know, I'm, I'm not totally crazy. I just look this way. Yeah. I was, I was just saying like what you're talking there. I was, it just popped my head kind of your technique that you did for this book. Uh, have you thought about doing that for these same locals that have those unexplained experiences with, you know, everybody says like men in black, but we're talking about you're hiking in the woods. You see a light next thing, you know, you know, military vehicles are in there that forest road is shut down can't go back you know in your hunting spot for a little while you come back in there and there's no sign that they're ever in there and you but you've got those two loggers that are like yeah we were kicked out of that stand you know just they went in there they found something and they left have have you ever thought about putting together those kind of stories too because that Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely i'll I'll say that I'm, i'm i'm in the process of an outline I could, I could go that far and say that. Awesome. So. Hey. Well, it's the same thing. You know, Craig, we talked about it before about the whole 2004 Castleberry UFO thing. Uh, back where I used to live in Castleberry near Orlando, 2004, 4th of July, this, this like, shot of light heat right behind my house pretty much, like, less than a mile away. This big explosion heard for 30 miles away. You look it up. Look up, um, you know, July 4th, Castleberry. It'll pop right up. And within... 30 minutes to an hour, just black SUVs surrounding it. And the next day there's a huge crater and nothing, nothing found. I was like, Oh, a second. You know what I mean? Like what happened? Where this crater come from and where these SUVs suddenly come from and disappear overnight. So yeah, yeah, I've actually, um, there's some people that I'm real, real uh, close to. And, uh, um, they, um, were talking to some individuals, you know, that were in the military and different things like that. And um, when they were leaving the person's house, they were confronted, talked to, um, and one of them was saying something about, or maybe it was even both of them, but I know for a fact, one of them, their uh, bank account for five days suddenly was frozen. So. Jeez. <laughs> what they, what? Jesus. No, God. I just look at it, we, we need to let you go, man. It's like we've had, had you. So here, I want everybody to real quick, just, I'm going to put these up on the screen again. For everybody to see here, you need to go to kwirish.com. That's his website. It's going to tell you all about him, events coming up, events he's been to, links to his Facebook page, to the New York Bigfoot Society, um, publishing, Beyond the Fray Publishing. Also on Amazon, you can go buy that right now. Kindle, downloaded right now and start reading this book. I mean, you will enjoy it. This is fantastic fantastically written it is a great thing or if you want the physical copy like i'm i saw you can get that and i mean we're talking it's it can be delivered to you in under a week so you're going to get that book really really quick through that way too but is is there anything i want to let you plug sir that you'd like to let everybody know either upcoming or something else you other works that you'd like to steer them towards 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, you know, my, my other publication, which is a young readers chapter book from ages, I'd say maybe like six to 10 or 11 called Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround. Um, you can get that on Amazon as well. Um, as far as events coming up, um, in August, I'm going to, and you can get all this on my website. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, Twitter. Um, in August, I'm going to be, um, at the, uh, in Port Henry, New York, um, at the Lake uh, Champlain Bigfoot, Lake Champlain Bigfoot, Lake Champlain Champ Monster Festival. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Paul Bartholomew is going to be there. Uh, big Bigfoot guy from Whitehall, New York. Um, it just, uh, it's just, it, everybody knows, you know, you know, Whitehall, New York's the epicenter you know, of, of the East coast of, uh, Bigfoot sightings. Um, in September, I'm actually going to be in Whitehall, New York at the, uh, Bigfoot Sasquatch Festival that they have every year. I believe that's the 25th. I'll be uh, there presenting, speaking at that. I'll have books there as well. Oh, and yeah. uh, um, and then, uh, let me see, and then October, um, I believe the cool. 15th, 16th, and 17th, uh, I'm going to be um, at DeadCon in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I'll be appearing there. Uh, Ken Gerhardt will be there as well, um, as well as uh, movie actors like uh, Kane Hodder, who played Jason Voorhees, uh, Ari Lehman, who was played Jason Voorhees in the first movie, the, the boy in the lake, all kinds of, you know, different, different actors from horror movies, That's cool. sci-fi. And then, um, in November, I'll be in Lexington, Kentucky, um, speaking and presenting at, uh, Crypticon with, um, actually all four members of, uh, the finding Bigfoot. And, uh, there'll be a bunch of other people that are going to be announced as well. So, um, if anybody's in any of those areas, you know, and you, you're coming out, please come over and say, hi, I'm a, I'm a people person. I just love to meet people. Quick question, man. Um, for anybody else on the show, how can they get a signed copy? And I would like to see how I can get a personal signed copy of the children's book for my kids. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you could just hit me up through uh, Messenger. So um, uh, you can just um, uh, friend request me on there. Um, so that way, it obviously, the message comes right to me. It doesn't sit in spam. Um, it, it Kenny W. Irish, the CryptoPunkologist on uh, Facebook. Um Look me up and uh, just send me a message, and uh, we'll 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 work it out and make it happen. Appreciate you. Yeah, cool. absolutely. That's yeah. It's open invitation, man. We'd love to have you back on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely work. Something yeah. So out. We'll, yeah. So we'll we'll definitely because I wanna I wanna get you back on to have a long because I don't want to we're having such a great one, but at the same time I'm like I don't want to hold you forever, and I'm looking at we're already at hour fifteen. It's amazing sure. how fast that goes. Yeah. But. So everybody, once again, go to kwirish.com, check out his website, go to Amazon, buy those books, support him, check him out on so the events coming up. If you can make it to Lake Champlain event, that would be a fantastic one as well. But Kenny, I really appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Thank you again for reaching out and having me on. Uh, you know, I love talking Absolutely. to you guys. So we'll de we'll definitely do it. we'll definitely we'll definitely do it again without a doubt. All right. Sounds good, man. Have a great night. All right, you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Nanny Cakes. Nancy Burke, Nanny Cakes 407 on Facebook. Go to 407-923-2898 is the phone number there. We have a new merchandise store out. Go to redbubble.com. Three Beards Podcast is the shop. Get, get our new merchandise out there. Um, we've already had three people buy T-shirts. Um, I want to thank you guys very much. It is a true honor that you are willing to invest in us. That that means a lot to us. Uh, I can't, can't thank you enough. 
We're rebroadcast every Thursday night by Patriot Radio. Download the Zeno radio app on Thursdays at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, the courtesy of jjbeardco.com. Thank them for that. Follow us on all the social medias. We are there. Um, Go to our page or website in threebeardspodcast.com. That also links to the store. Um, Website was updated a little bit, so that'll link you to everything there. So that's that's been fixed thank you so everybody thank you for watching kenny w irish really appreciate you coming on everybody for watching we will talk to you guys later good night